make it a practice to check in on your family and friends and loved ones. I'm just asking you to do this one time. And I, I don't want you to have family and friends who are in distress, but I believe you'll be surprised at the responses that you get. Hello, welcome back. Welcome to another episode of Office Visits with Dr. V. And it's me, Dr. Benita Williams Bernardo, your host. Uh, and it is my pleasure um, to be in your ear, be in your speakers once again, or to be on your screen. You know, we are on YouTube. Uh, before I get started, if you are enjoying what you are hearing, please share please like. I would love if you would leave a review and give us a five-star rating or whatever you think we deserve, but I'm sure it's five stars. But, you know, just, just let us know you're out there. Let the world know you're out there so that we can reach more people. I said, you know, this is another episode, but this really is a, a mini episode. It's cool to have a podcast. I will say that because when things come across your life or, you know, you're just kind of pondering about something, you get to share it. You get to share it with the world. I do not, I do not think that the inspiration behind this podcast is from me. It is divine. And when I say divine, that kind of sounds really, you know, uppity, but I mean, I really mean that I think God, God has led me to do this to help others. And so I really just had, I wanted to share a very interesting experience that I had recently. You know, as a doctor, I know, I know a lot about medicine, you know, mental health. I know, I know what I read about these things, but it really is different when you experience it. So I will just start by saying that Life is short. I previously aired a memorial episode for one of my guests, Dr. Zoe Stallings, who she lived an amazing life and left an amazing mark on this world, but she, she's no longer here with us. And so I, I really believe her life is an example of, you know, you, you have a purpose here on life and you need to get busy, you know, achieving that purpose because we don't know when we won't be here anymore. And this is this is kind of morbid, but y'all, this is this is very real. This week, my husband he got some unfortunate news. He, you know, you, we lived in New Orleans, and you know, he used to work there. And it's amazing, Lash. We've been here since two thousand and six. We left New Orleans after Katrina because it was crazy. But yeah, we've been here for a while, but he's always kept up with his coworkers and they keep in touch, which I really, I admire that about him. They don't talk often, but you know, he does keep in touch with his friends. Unfortunately, one of his friends recently committed suicide. I guess he was having some, you know, personal issues and he shot himself and committed suicide. And, you know, my husband, shout out to him. He's not a emotional guy. You might not know what he's thinking or feeling unless you ask him, but I could tell this really affected him. And one of the things he kept saying was, God, I just texted him two weeks ago. 
like I just texted him and apparently there was something shared on Facebook that in hindsight kind of alluded to the distress that he was in, that his friend was experiencing, but you wouldn't have known that in the moment. And so he's like, man, I just can't, can't believe it. And the reality is when it comes to, to suicide, depression, our mental health, more people are struggling than we will ever know, than we will ever know. You can't look on social media and say, oh yeah, that person is depressed or that person might kill themselves in a few weeks. You can't know that. But God, if you could, oh, it would save so many lives. On social media, we see the best. And y'all know this, that is what people want you to see. And so if you would look at his social media page, you wouldn't think that he would kill himself. But what I am coming on here to tell you, and I don't need a textbook to tell you this, but depression is life-threatening. It's life-threatening. It can kill you. And I don't think people take it seriously. When we say life-threatening, we think about, oh, you got in a car accident and you got life-threatening injuries, like it punctured your heart or your liver and you're hemorrhaging out or, you know, gosh, you've got a really, you know, you got cancer and that might, you know, take your life. I want to highlight to you all and just put in your, your mind to consider that depression leads to hopelessness and leads to unrational thoughts or irrational thoughts of thinking, you know, it's better off if I'm not here. And honestly, there's a lot of pain that's in that space. And so when it looks like it's irrational, it feels like to the person who's experiencing it, that this is the best option because they are hurting so bad. And it is not unusual. Honestly, I think it's more of the norm that you hear people committing suicide and people wouldn't have thought that it would come to that. You hear, gosh, they looked happy. And I just saw them the other day. Or, gosh, I know they were down, but I didn't think it was that bad. And so it can be that bad. It can be that bad. Loneliness. Loneliness is life-threatening. There's a difference between alone and loneliness. But when, when you are in a place where you know, you have no connection with people and maybe, you know, you don't think anybody cares about you. That can start to spiral in your mind and you get into that dark space. And so I just wanted to share with you guys that this is real uh, and that some people are only, you're only going to know that they're sad, depressed, or even thinking about taking their lives. If you ask them, you're only going to know if you ask them point blank, how are you feeling? Are you sad? You know, are you thinking about hurting yourself? Are you thinking about hurting others? That's something that I'm trained as a physician to do. And it just kind of, you know, it's kind of the box that we're checking. And then we type in our notes. They do not have suicidal or homicidal ideation, but it's difficult to ask someone that you love and care about and think it's fine to say, hey, you know, are you okay? I'm just checking in with you. One thing I learned about, you know, my interaction with Dr. Stallings is that, you know, I didn't take advantage of some of the opportunities I had to get together with her 
in the last few months of her life. And, you know, it's just that you just don't know. And you just don't know, you know, when somebody's going to leave this earth. But more importantly, you don't know if you're the one that can help stop them from leaving the earth. Now, to be clear, she had an illness. I'm not saying she committed suicide. That's what it seemed like. But but you you just don't know. And then there's a statistic that, you know, in the medical world that though of those who committed suicide or attempted suicide, I think it's about, I don't know, it's over 50% of them had seen their primary care doctor or a doctor in the last three months before they did it. And so that was a push to ask, to get us to understand that that people are hurting, you don't know, and you need to ask the question. So that's me and Dr. Renato, but I really believe that you, the person listening to this podcast who maybe does not have an MD or any medical degree at all, that you are the person who can also ask. And sometimes people will come across your mind and your thoughts and, oh, that's why I brought up Dr. Stallings. But somebody comes across your spirit or your heart, or you just think about them, please take the time to, to check, a, check in on them, see what's going on. Because sometimes you get that kind of that little tug because maybe you're, you're needed in a special capacity for someone at that time. I don't think people just randomly pop up in your head. I don't believe that. So I I am very blessed to be in a community of women. And after I heard this news, I was just like, man, let me just check in. Let me just check in and, and, and see how everybody's doing. And, you know, it's fortunately, it's a group where, you know, it is a safe space and we've been vulnerable before. So it, it probably is more comfortable than most um, groups where this question might be posed, but out of the women that were there, over half had, had had some struggles in this area, had either attempted suicide, were thinking about it, over half. If you would have asked me that, I would have said, uh, it might be, I don't know, it wasn't going to be half, but it was. And so that was just very, very eye-opening. And so I wanted to come on and just broadcast that people are hurting more than we think. One of the people that shared that they were thinking about it or was having issues in this area, um, again, if you look on their social media, you know, and it's summertime and people are going on trips and everything looks great, but it actually wasn't. And so I want you to understand that that's, that's probably more of the norm. So don't go by what you see. And not even just social media, what they present, like if it's your coworker, what they present at work, what they pre present at home, you know, check in with people, especially if you have a sense that everything is not right. There are some things that happen that can potentially be stressful. So, gosh, you know, I'm an OBGYN, I'm thinking if someone loses a baby or, you know, they get bad news about their pregnancy, check in. You know, someone's going through a divorce or a separation or a breakup. You know, these are things that can get people really down. 
And so I'm not saying just check on random strangers unless, you know, you're led to do so or a voice in your head says, talk to this person, but just speak to the everyday person or the person that's in your life, your friends and your family. And it, unfortunately, there's no, you know, discrimination when it comes to age. And there's also, they're not certain things that shield you from this. Okay, somebody's got a nice job and they've got a lot of money. They can't possibly be depressed or sad. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. She's got a great husband. She's got beautiful kids. You know, she's living her best life. She can't possibly be depressed. Yes, she can. Yes, she can. And so make it a practice to check in on your family and friends and loved ones. I'm just asking you to do this one time, one time. And I, I don't want you to have family and friends who are in distress, but I believe you'll be surprised at the, the responses that you get. And you might get a response that I'm not thinking about it now, but I used to, I used to. And so I think it's, it's very important that we just bring this to the surface. I don't want you to be someone who says, gosh, I just talked to them two weeks ago. I had no idea it was that bad. To the person listening, who is that person who is hurting, who feels lonely, um, isolated, and hopeless, um, there is help. There is help. And I want you to have the courage to share with someone close to you because they, they do love you, they do care about you, and they want you here. Gosh, I forget the hotline. Is it 944 or 988? One of those numbers. Um, but that's like the 911 number for those who, who are in or thinking about committing suicide. And honestly, if it just gets to the point where you're like, I wouldn't actually do it, but it might be better. People might be better off if I'm not here. Or this pain would just go away if I weren't here. If that thought even crosses your mind, still, you know, call that number and reach out. Um, definitely, there is, is more to live for, even though if it doesn't look like it right now. Um, I like to, to tell my patients, it's like it is a dark cloud that's bringing the rain. But it's not going to be like that forever. It won't be like that forever. One day the sun will come out again. And if you take yourself out of this world before the sun shines again, then you will have missed, you will have missed that opportunity. And so I just want to say, you know, again, depression is life-threatening. I need for us to take that seriously. I need for us to really embrace therapy, medication if needed. Because I feel far too often we're very casual about it. I don't need any medication and I don't need this. But if it is untreated, it can get worse. And I remember in medical school, we have a course like neuroanatomy. And I don't know, if, did I see this in medical school? I don't know. But neuroanatomy, we actually had to dissect the brain and learn all the parts of the brain and, you know, all the, the connections, the tracks, all of this. But someone who has depression, their brain actually changes. And I believe it's the white matter that actually shrinks. But it physically changes the brain. 
And so when people are like, oh, I don't need this. I don't know. I don't need that. Like, really, you do. Really, you do. So I'm going to close out this mini episode. It's a wonderful thing to have a podcast to bring ideas to the forefront that you might not be thinking about. My goal is to help you live a happier and healthier life for however long you have on this earth. And so please take heed. Please share this with someone. Please check in with someone. All right. I'll see you next time on another episode of Office Visits with Dr. V. Take care. Thank <laughs> you.